Don't just talking, top rope walking, ultimate exit, serious flexing, never be vague with your boy Craig, and opinion mixing from heat to Nixon, keep to the things in an impactful way, bloody nonsense as the Brits say, talking bloody nonsense. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the M-I-C, Craig, a.k.a. Mr. Impact. Join us always by the one only Peter Nixon, and of course, the Booker Man returns. It's Alec Burnett of DOA Wrestling. Uh, it's a new week, it's a new impact here on the TNIW channel. This is TBM. Uh, first things first, Nixon, how are we? Um, <laughs> um, I've been better, um, as a lot of watchers slash listeners will know. Uh, I had a bit of an injury on Saturday at DOA in Ipswich. Um, I have broken my clavicle. I don't think you can see it in this lighting. Um, I've broken it in two places. Uh, luckily, surgery, it doesn't look like surgery is going to be required. Uh, I'm still waiting for my appointment, still waiting for my appointment at the fracture clinic. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll know a time frame. But yeah, a uh, bit uncomfortable. That's uh, the word I've been using. Otherwise, I'm in fairly good spirits. Wow. So, how for people who don't how how did it happen? Like, was it the nasty bump or? Yeah. Um. So it was from a Samoan drop. Oof. Um. Damien, you know, he's a big boy. He's about twenty stone. Um. I don't know what exactly happened, but my arm was stuck underneath Damien as he came down full weight. Um, no one's fault. I think it was a freak accident. Um, but yeah, just I felt the crunch, heard the crunch straight away, and we stopped the match. Um, luckily, Ben, the referee, I was able to relay a message to him that I was hurt, and mm. we were able to stop the match very shortly afterwards. Well, at least the positive is that you're in good spirits and surgery may not be necessary. So, see the positive in it. Uh, exactly. But it's uh, wrestling. It's, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. If I could just say this right quick, and this is, um, you know, a shout out to, to Alec and the DOA family and just the the family vibe and atmosphere that Alec has created with DOA. Um, pretty much every single member of the roster has messaged me, has reached out to me, and just to see how I am if I need anything. And that is, uh, yeah, that means a lot. I think that's really cool. That's, yes, yeah, that's good to hear. And uh, Alec, how are, how are you doing? I'm intact. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think you can see my bulge in this light either. Um, Anyway, uh, we'll move on. Yeah, um, I'm good, generally. Um, I've been a little bit under the weather for a couple of days, but I'm powering through with the power of lager. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was unfortunate that Mr. Nixon got injured on on Saturday, just gone. It was, uh, it was worrying. It was one of those things that I, I was at a good view of the of the bump itself, and and you knew it wasn't a a good landing like you, you couldn't like I didn't hear a, a sort of crunch or you know what like you did but um from the from the angle um and I've now seen the the footage as well um it's it's from the looks of things it, it was uh yeah it wasn't anybody's fault or anything um and and you gave a shout out to everyone on the show and, and that sort of stuff which is which is lovely um, and it's sort of obviously nice for me to hear that everyone sort of reached out to you, um, which is great because that's exactly the kind of environment that that we want to have. Um, I will just say my own shout out to to Ben, um, the referee who, who handled the whole situation fantastically. So um, yeah, my shout out to him. Um, but yeah, let's not talk about the bad news of an injury. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Yeah, of course. Uh, Victory Road was this past Friday, Saturday morning here in the UK. Uh, let's get straight into it and we'll get uh, both of you guys' thoughts on the matches. 
Uh, we'll go from match by match, but this is the rundown. Uh, the, on the uh, countdown, we had uh, Bullet Club and six-man tag team action with Ace, Austin, Chris Bain, returning Juice Robinson, taking on the gut-check winners of J- Jack Price, Jason Hotch, and Shogun. Tasha Steele's defeated Kelly Kelly by disqualification. Mike Bailey retained his extras in championship by defeating Delirious. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns actually could say been defeat on a more PCO and Vincent. Mickey James defeats Giselle Shaw uh, to keep the last radio going. Frankie Kazarian defeated Alex Zane, Black Taurus, Kenny King, Radio Kid, Mir Yim, Trey Miguel, Yu Uomura uh, to become number one contender for the X-Men Championship in the Triple Threat Revolver match. On and no more, Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett with, with Marie Canellis defeat Heath, Josh Alexander and Rich Swan. Jordan Grace defeats Maxine Paler, uh, and Steve Macklin wins Barbed Wire Massacre by pinning Sammy Callahan, um, also defeating Moose in the process. I mean, uh, this will get over to Alec and Nick's on this one. It's probably heard my review on the Saturday show with Jeff. But yeah, uh, Alec, we'll start with you. Uh, what matched up to you? What What was your highlight of the show? And what what maybe didn't you like, if there was anything? We're talking the whole show in, in general, yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, just a, a few things that, I mean, the the, the pre-show stuff, I mean, the six-man was a, a nothing match, really, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I, I did laugh at the uh, the little argument that they were having with the referee at the end of it. That kind of made me laugh, um, where the referee didn't think that Ace Austin was the legal man and they clearly disagreed with him. Um, I then rewound, and, and he was. Um, not that anyone's really paying attention, because they're all in the ring anyway, but still. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I, I was... <laughs> it's a part of my brain that was still hoping that Chris Bay would lose somehow, <laughs> because it's just oh. become a running joke. Um, would, have, would have been funny. Um but yeah, that was that was a, no, a nothing match really. Um, I was kind of surprised that they made Tasha Steels and Killer Kelly a countdown match, mainly because it feels like it's had a lot of build over the last few weeks. It felt like one of the more prominent, um, you know, every week it's had something going on for that match, and and I, I felt like um, it perhaps should have been on the the main show. But um, but yeah, that was that was decent. Um, just to pick out a few things, I think from the the main show, Delirious is still really good. Um, I like Delirious. I, I saw something about he's now working as a producer um, for Impact, which can only be a good thing. Um, I think um, I'd like to see him. Maybe I think he'd be a good fit with like Decay or something. Would be quite cool. Um, I think that would would work. Um, yeah, I was, I was a bit disappointed that Kazarian won. Um, before this, before we started recording, I gave it a thumbs down when we were kind of um, running through the card quickly. I was disappointed mainly because it's another it's another match that it will have two weeks worth of build, and neither man's gonna gonna turn heel, or I, I wouldn't imagine. And it just feels like another Mike Bailey exhibition title defense. Nothing wrong with that necessarily, but I think for Bound for Glory, it would have been nice to have seen him have a, a challenger that you know we could sink our teeth into that you really want to see him beat. You know, um, there's been a lot of you know babyface against babyface title defenses and, and stuff, and and that's great for tv i just think bound for glory it needed to be something more and i'll surprise you that i would have gone with kenny king now i'm not a fan of kenny king as you know but he's the only one when i was looking at that triple threat revolver that had something some kind of gripe something that you know he kind of won the title and and didn't you know what i mean from a few weeks ago it was the only one there that had some kind of gripe and some kind of story that they could have told plus with 
Eddie going for the world title, OGK have got the tag titles. It could have been like like I said before about a show with Honor No More. It feels like this show is kind of a not a conclusion to Honor No More, but this is kind of where it's all been building to in a lot of ways. It feels that way. Mm. So I think that that I mean, in an ideal world, I'd have I'd have done Bailey against PCO. That would have been better. But you're, <laughs> but, you're stealing all my ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been wicked. But um <laughs> But yeah, out of the people that were in the Triple Threat Revolver, Kenny King was the only one that I felt had a pre-existing gripe and a pre-existing story. So for that reason, I thought he was going to win it. So I was surprised when he didn't. I felt like Kazarian doesn't really feel like an outside talent because he was in Impact recently or fairly recently. So yeah, I'm just not very particularly excited about that, you know. Um I didn't particularly enjoy the main event. It's not really my cup of tea. Glad Macklin won, though. I just think he's better than doing those types of matches. I don't think Callahan is good enough to not rely on those types of matches, personally. Whereas Macklin and Moose, I feel, don't need to do that sort of shit. I think that's, excuse my language. Um, but yeah, glad Macklin won. Um, yeah, the, the, the men's six man was, I, I thought it was pretty, that was the right choice to have Eddie beat to pin Josh. Um, Josh is another one similar to Bailey where I just feel like something has got to give, something's got to make them a little bit more interesting. I'm a little bit bored of both of them. They're just kind of two babyface champions that put on great matches but i'm not i'm yet to see that that really great promo that really great moment where you think sure. you know i really want to get behind these people um yeah i think i, th- I think josh's reign so far has produced great matches but in terms of um being the top guy he still doesn't feel like the top guy to me but yeah um Mickey James match with um, Giselle Shaw was good. Um, yeah. I like Maxi Impaler as well. Thought that was that was cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting something, I'm sure, but um, it's hard to recall everything all in one hit, all in I one think big. The bundle only thing you've missed stuff. is Motor City Machine Guns versus PCO and Vincent. Yeah, it was cool to see PCO in a suit for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of strange. I think maybe he forgot his gear uh, or, you know, on a plane or something, you know, he's lost his luggage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was quite quite funny. Um, but, yeah, it was decent. You knew who was going to win because, obviously, machine guns are number one contenders. Um, so you kind of knew who was going to win in that one. But, yeah, overall, it was a good, it was a good show. I wasn't yeah, blown that's... away, but it was a good show. There wasn't anything that I watched and thought, this is bad. You know, even the main event, not my cup of tea, but you can't watch that and see that level of, you know, that level of effort and that level of, you know, um, performance and not think, you know, this, this think they've done well. Yeah. But it's just not my personal cup of tea, but each to their own. Yeah, something for, something for everyone with impact, but yeah, not everyone's gonna like everything. Nixon, what was your uh, take on this show? Another I find it hard. Yeah, I find it hard to disagree with anything that Alec just said. Really, um, like like you say every week, Craig, you, you expect a certain level from Impact, and it never drops below that level. And you know, that's exactly what we got with Victory Road. It was a really yeah. good show. Um, I, I think it was I don't think it was outstanding there's nothing on there that was was truly outstanding but it was just great solid wrestling throughout the whole night not a bad match um a, a quite a predictable show uh, there's only one match that I predicted incorrectly and that was Killer Kelly and uh Tasha Steeles mm. but I I suspect they'll do something with them at for Glory, whether they're involved in doesn't look like it's doesn't look like that's finished. You know? No, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Whether they they blow that off 
at some point on impact or they do something in the um the what's it called the gauntlet yeah, um, what's it called? Call your shot. Call your shot. Yeah, maybe Kelly Kelly will win that or something. Um, I totally agree. I would far more, uh, far rather have seen Speedball versus PCO. I think that would have been a, a really interesting, uh, you know, match for them to put on and continue the the honor no more you know, quest for gold story arc. Yeah, uh, just just quickly on, on that, very quickly, um, because you could have played it off that, you know, Kenny King wants that match, but he failed and PCO's trying to, I guess, they, it's teasing him, you know, leaving. It could have been they, get, they put PCO in that match and if he loses, he's out of honour no more, that kind of thing, mm. um, maybe. But yeah, I agree. That would have been would have been a really interesting match as well. Something a bit different. Yeah, and with only two weeks of TV before Bound for Glory, I'm really struggling to see what they have in store for PCO on the biggest show of the year, considering Probably he's not. one of the most over wrestlers they have. He has to be yeah. doing something significant, right? You'd think. Uh, but I guess we'll wait and see, because Battle for Glory, yeah, it's two weeks away, which is wild. But just before we move on to Battle for Glory, I want to uh, get your guys' take on uh, Bobby Fish showing up. Nixon, when, uh, were you surprised? Were you, uh, were you bothered? <laughs> was Bobby Fish debut on Impact, trying to be controversial, but not doing it very well. I was very surprised. Um yeah, I didn't expect that, but I'm happy for him to to stop off in impact on his inevitable way back to WWE. Um, I suspect he'll uh, he'll be a a player coach in NXT, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, when Triple H is ready to bring him back, but yeah. Until then, if he fancies sticking around in Impact, having a few matches, I think that's fine. I know he's a controversial figure, but the internet wrestling community were f- fine with him being in AEW, and all of a sudden, when he leaves AEW, oh, he, he's a member of QAnon. He's done this and that. You know, I don't know. So yeah, I'm 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 fine with him being an Impact for a little while. Alec Bobby Fish Impact. Um, yeah. It, uh... I don't know. I didn't expect it. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I'm not fussed either way. He'll, you know, if he's around for a little bit, he'll have some good matches, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I just, I, I wasn't like buzzing about it. I wasn't, oh my God, this is amazing. But, you know, it is what it is. He looks older. Mm. You know, he, he, I don't know what he's changed up, but he definitely looked older. Um, I don't know. It's just, a bunch of people in Impact that I'd like to see them doing something a bit more with. And, yeah, and then Bobby Fish comes in and I'm not really that bothered. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. If it's a short-term thing, then he'll have some good matches and and leave. If it's longer term, then, um, then, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, some kind of, Maybe when PCO leaves on a no more, maybe Bobby Fish in that group would work. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm not bust to be honest. Nah, it, I, I was cool with it. I, I'm, I say I'm a, I've been a, a I'm a big uh, undisputed era guy, so I, I, was, I was I was happy with it. But um, Maybe he sticks six months about for glory. Was that a nice set of tapings? And Albany is his hometown. But on Bound for Glory, it is two weeks away, which is well, uh, ten days away now. Which is just, I mean, where's the time gone? But um, I want to get, uh, I guess, everyone's take on uh, the booking of Bound for Glory. Excuse me, I've closed my notes back. 
uh, yeah, we have um, shirt, match shirt horse Eddie Edwards for Josh Alexander. You've got Speedball Mike Bailey versus Kazarian. You've got Mia Yim taking on uh, Mickey James in potentially the final ro- last rodeo. Vex uh, defending knockouts tag titles against Jessica and Taya. Jordan Grace versus, versus Marshall Slamovich for the Knockouts World Championship. And OGK versus Mercy Machine Guns for the World Tag Team Championship. I mean, yeah, it's for my liking, it's a path for glory. There's the lack of build for the title matches, especially, has been slightly concerning, especially in the last year and a bit. Tag title or title matches seem to be decided via uh, normal no contenders matches. It's been there's no real feuds when it comes to the titles. Outside of the titles, yeah, there's you know there's a few, but I'm that's, that's been my issue is that these matches are kind of coming in cold a little bit. There's no massive build to it. I mean, I'm looking forward to every, every match on the card should be. A banger because Impact have some of the best wrestlers in the world. Jordan versus Marsha, that's probably the one that's got the most feud behind it in terms of title matches. But where, uh, Nixon, where do you stand on this? Bound for Glory, you say it's 10 days away, uh, nine days away when this airs. Uh, yeah, what's your take on it? You know, the matches, is, has there been enough build for your liking? Is it, are you, massively hyped for what's what's to come that's just the thing isn't it that i just don't feel as hyped as i should be for what is generally the biggest show of the impact wrestling calendar um you know it's going to be a great show there's six great matches right there but yeah i just i don't know the hype isn't there for me um I don't know if I'm on my own on that because I know they've they've sold a lot of tickets. You know, it's going to be a, a good crowd there. Um, hopefully, they sell lots of pay per views. Um, I think the match, the matches I'm most looking forward to, are the two women's singles matches. I think they could steal the show. Uh, I think they did at Victory Road, to be yeah. fair. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me on this, Alec. Just the the hype isn't quite there this year. Yeah, um, yeah, I do agree. Um, it, it just it kind of just feels like an Impact Plus special. It doesn't feel bigger than that, particularly. Um, Slammiversary did a great job of making it feel like more than that. Um, I felt like. Um, and, and Bound for Glory should be doing the same. It doesn't feel like that. You say you've got six matches announced already and still so many people that you would expect to be on the card that, that are still not announced for anything. You would expect mm. now that probably Bobby Fish is going to be on the card. Okay, so you've got two. I'm assuming he's not going to be against Shearer. So you've got you've got two weeks to, to build up a match for him. Um, you've got... You know, you've got the Good Brothers. Are they going to be on the card? If if they are, if they're not, you know, um, you've you know PCO, like you said, you still we don't know what's going to happen. I would assume some kind of extension of the the current feud with Macklin, Callahan, Moose, because there's not really much time to spin it into new feuds. But then they've already done Barbed Wire Massacre and um, the Clockwork Orange and, and this, that, and the other. They've already done all this stuff. So where can it go now? And and they've kind of already divided Macklin and Moose when we thought it was probably going to lead to a tag. Go on, sorry. Um, yeah, we all thought, well, I I certainly thought that they were going to bring in Moxley um, for a tag match at Battle for Glory, but it's just looking less and less likely now. Mm-hmm. Um I don't. I don't look at the spoilers. I don't know if he was at the tapings. Um, I don't know if he's been announced or that they're, they're going to do a dream partner tag match or whatever. But now he's the AEW World Champion again. Um, yeah, I just can't see it happening, unfortunately. 
Yeah, no, same. Um, I mean, and you know me, I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan or, or Sammy Callahan's biggest fan, but I know how big of a deal that would have been for Impact to get him. Um, so I think we were all kind of thinking if they get Moxley, that's huge for the pay-per-view and then would make it feel somehow you know, a bit more special. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I to, to just go on what you just said, Craig, about how it's not that many sort of feuds leading to title matches. It's more sort of here's a number one contenders match and whoever wins is then the challenger. I think the problem there is it's like, okay, um, we've got a six man or whatever it was and the winner will face, and that was kind of thrown together. The winner will face Josh at Bound for Glory. Yeah. Okay. So that was thrown together with like Bandido and Moose and all sorts of people in there. Eddie wins that. And then it's like, okay, now we have to figure now we have to figure out a reason why they hate each other. Not we've got two people yeah. who have an obvious reason to dislike each other. Now let's give people the match. It's it it sometimes works one way, and I get it. Um the whole you know contenders matches and things like that, com, you know, the competitive, almost sports like nature of of you know winning matches earns you title shots, of course. Yeah. But it's wrestling, so to get people invested in matches, you need personal issue. And th- there seems like that's secondary in some of these, these things. There's a few, ma- I, th- I think the card also to me looks about as predictable as victory road at the minute, you know, as well. I don't, I just think it's lacking something. It's yeah. lacking you know, we thought Moxley, but that one guest star, even bloody like Slammiversary had Chris Harris. It felt special to me. It felt you know, special to TNA fans. It was something that wasn't, it just wasn't the norm. Therefore, you get excited. This feels just very normal. It's just, it just feels business as usual, yeah. not, not biggest show of the year. I want to get the guys. Yeah, matches are going to be quality no matter what. But yeah, it's for for me. I mentioned it on the on the live show on uh, Monday morning, and that um, Eddie and Josh. This feels as a. I'm leaning more toward not more, but more than I have been for previous contenders for championship. That this. Josh could potentially lose here. I think I think I feel like the feud is going that way where they where I there's a small percentage more than I have for in for Eric Young and for everyone else Josh has faced. Where Eddie may win here. There's a there is a possibility that Eddie can win. I don't know if you guys agree on that, but it's I think I feel like this is the most I think Josh's title has been threatened. Yeah, yeah, I I think he can. um, It's more likely for him to to lose it to Eddie Edwards than Eric Young or Ishii or Joe Doring, for example. But I still can't see it happening. Still think Josh will retain. For me, I'm gonna. I was about to swear then, so I'll bleep myself. You can um, swear. It's the internet. Okay. I, it's can, the I can swear. I can swear. You can bleep me if you wish. So you think that Eddie Edwards might win the title? Well, you think it's a is possibility? He... You think it's more of, you know, there is a possibility. My answer would be, who gives a fuck? Like, seriously, it no. just it doesn't feel like, like... I don't care. I genuinely could not care less. I don't feel like... Um, I don't feel like I care if Josh loses because I'm bored by him. And I know that if he loses the title, he'll continue to have good matches because he's good. But I just don't care. And and Eddie Edwards, like I didn't care when he was champion before, you know? And he's not he's not even the most interesting person in his group. You know? I just, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't care. I just don't care. And that's the problem. That's the main event of your biggest show of the year. Yeah. And I could not care less who wins. 
I I get where you're coming from on that. Eddie and Josh, it's two impact guys, but Eddie Eddie's been back in something for a while. His heel turn with Honor No More has helped, but Ed, yeah, Eddie was just there, and now he's in the main event. I, which is why uh, Nix and I both predict that Jordan and Marshall should main event and probably will main event because that has more of a story. It has, it could go either way this one because of Marshall's undefeated run. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think main event personally. No. I don't think so. It's no, that's, that's fair enough. It's, the main events is kind of even though Jordan Grace is the Knockouts Championship feels like feels more important than the World Championship at the minute because of people. I guess people have seen if Josh has been instead of improved themselves. Feel like Josh has been missing for some time, missing in action. So it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for for glory. As an Impact fan, because this is this will be ten years I've been watching Impact bang on. Ten years, exactly. So I'm excited for on that side of stuff, but it, yeah, it, Battle for Glory should be should feel like it's bigger than it actually is right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think. There, there is an outside chance that um, the women can main event, but it's just Masha still somewhat unproven as a as a wrestler and as a draw. Um, so I, th- I, th- yeah. I think the knockouts title should main event Bound for Glory this year, but I I can't see that match the main event in Bound for Glory. Yeah, it's uh, so it would be it would be a a great great match and has the potential to be match of the night if all goes in their favour, which no reason why it shouldn't. Marsha is. I just I actually just think that that I don't know. I didn't feel like Masha. I didn't feel like it was the right time to pull the trigger on the title match. I felt like it was kind of. Okay, well, we've got a few weeks still bound for glory. This this is the plan. Let's just go now. Um, I felt like she could have been the sort of challenger of coming out of bound for glory, maybe. And I think had it been done smarter, that we could have built longer for Jordan Grace, Mia Yim, which in my opinion, could have main evented Bound for Glory, personally. Um, it it feel it would have you know with with more build that could have, have felt like a main event. I feel like, um, yeah, Masha is unproven as as you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think it will main event. I think it will be good though. <laughs> I don't doubt that. But yeah, I uh, I don't think it will will main event. Oh, uh, speaking of Marsha, uh, she's got a, a a a match on Impact tonight. A Monsters Ball against the debuting Alley Catch. Now, I I said on the on the on sun, su- Sunday, could not give two shits about Alley Catch. I what she does for me isn't resting. But uh, Alec, what's your take on Ali Catch? I'll uh, be entirely honest. I'll be as honest as the day is wide. Like I couldn't pick her out of the lineup. Not a fucking clue. <laughs> no idea. Absolutely <laughs> no idea. And I, I like to think that I kind of keep an eye on most things. You know, and I watch quite yeah. a lot of wrestling. Um, I've seen the name written down and and I've seen the name mentioned. I don't know. I've got no idea. I hope that 
I'm, I'm guessing, well, my guess would be that as she's coming in straight into a monster's ball, that she's some kind of hardcore match type person, um, which instantly makes yeah. me not be interested. Because um, as I've said before, not my cup of tea. Um, yeah, and as they kind of, Jordan kind of built it up in a kind of promo. It's like, yeah, alley catch. And I went, uh, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. I was expecting, expecting someone I knew, but um, the way it was built up makes me, and the fact that it's Monsters Ball, I can't see it being a quick win for Masha, which would be better, yeah. you know, if they went, here's this big challenge and Masha just, just annihilated her. That would be wicked, you know what I mean? Because then that would be like we brought in a name, and Masha just destroyed it anyway. That's great, but I can't see that would be a competitive, you know, hit each other with shit match. I imagine um, yeah. I'll, I'll probably skip, <laughs> or you know, or just watch it like this. <laughs> <laughs> Next, time. I tend to do sometimes. Next and Ali Catch thoughts. Yeah, uh, Ali Catch is a deathmatch wrestler. Um, she wrestles yeah. for GCW, um, but it's not the only string to her bow. She can, you know, do regular matches. Um, obviously, it's going to be a hardcore match on uh, tonight's episode of Impact. Um, my big problem with this match is that. Masha has run through the knockouts division fairly easily. Um, and they're bringing in an outside name to give her a challenge when it should be the other way around, right? Yeah. Should she be. should be running through the outside names and the people already established on the roster should be the people that give her a challenge. See, my main my main problem is, say for example, um, Nasha wins a Bound for Glory, right? Or a few months down the line, she wins and she's the Knockouts champion, right? Then what? She's already beaten everybody. Like, who who steps up? Who's the person that you think is realistic? Because she's literally beaten everybody already before even getting there. Um, I feel yeah. like. I feel like a few of the people within the knockouts division should have given her more of a match. You know, she could still beat them and beat them clean with her finish, you know, but a little, give them a little bit more as she moves up, up the card, you know, given the, the death thing, you know, the envelope, <laughs> given that to different people. Um, everybody would was getting it and was oh petrified you know there needed to be a few more that was like yeah okay yeah i'm up for the fight yeah. and and take it to her a little bit more as she gets closer to challenging for the title um because yeah if she wins it where do you go then you need yeah. more outsiders because you've beaten everybody in the company i think if masha does win the championship the way forward would be to rebuild jordan grace and have Jordan uh, take it back from her. Yeah, I mean, if I mean the story that I would tell, if we're going with Masha winning the title, I'd give her a couple of, you know, a couple of title defenses, um, and then I would just, if you really want to cement her as a top top person in the company, you know, I'd have her run through a few more people, you know, with the title and then be the one to end Mickey James. Cause I think then, and then during that time, you're also rebuilding Jordan. And then, then you go, go again with them too. But I think if you really want to get across her as the, a top, a top uh, star, I think if she beats Jordan Grace, she can then beat, a Mia Yim, she can beat, yeah. you know, um, other people. <laughs> She's beating everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but then and then you can go to Mickey James, you know, that one, you know, the last rodeo thing, um, 
wants to win it for the last time and then and then she comes up short uh, and you know for someone to end the, her career would be a massive win so i think whoever yeah. does that it's got to be you know a big thing yeah i think with this knockout squad title match it's you know it's gonna be good but it's, it's difficult to call in the fact that jordan beating the undefeated marcia slamovich doesn't do an awful lot because she's already established already knockouts world champion and already been on a hell of a run as champion a couple of times marcia winning it's like i said uh, what next it's the case of, with a, a lot of uh champions but it can, it's it was the same with josh alexander in, in the impact world Title match which has been the case for a long time but on to back on to ali catch just quickly yeah she's a uh, uh i believe former gcw tag team champion and you know she's she's gotten a lot of uh, uh she's trended a few times once uh for slashing someone with a knife in a in a match yeah it's uh <laughs> yeah i i'm as i said before, i'm not that asked about ali catch coming in but it yeah it will be a match where there will be with marsha it could be over in 10 15 seconds but i it's probably will be uh dragged out a little bit longer than maybe necessary but i have to wait and see i suppose um but i'm not that interested in this one i hope marsha wins which she probably will because uh, pick your poison kind of got a win and Ali Catch isn't going to be able to knock Marsha off before the knockouts will tell the match. No chance. Yeah, no. yeah I don't think Ali Catch is here for a long time. I think she's literally just being brought in for this opportunity. Yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, pick your poison. It was the, this, the, it got a reaction, good reaction from the crowd at uh, victory road but yeah it it doesn't do a lot for me this one but speaking of victory road just for the main event we uh it was in we have the uh next hall of famer was announced f- uh for going about for glory surprised me because uh, even though it should have happened a while ago almost completely forgot about it but as if you don't know already, already know Raven is going to the Hall of Fame at Bound for Glory and rightfully earned. Next thing, I know you wanted uh, to talk talk on this one especially. So yeah, Raven going to the Hall of Fame, it's, it feels like it should have happened a, a lot sooner, but here we are, it's happening. And I think in, in New York as well. Yeah, you just got to look at what raven has done in tna and impact wrestling that first big championship match against jeff jarrett in the asylum in 2003 where they um you know they sold out and turned out turned away like 800 people um because people wanted to see that match and people were pissed off when raven didn't win um and then you look at the feuds he's had and the stuff he's done you know finally winning the NWA World Championship in 2005, the the feud against Sabu, um, the stuff with Dr. Stevie and Daphne, um, matches with Abyss and Brother Run and Rhino. His tenure and um, the stuff he's done and what he means to, to TNA means he's more than worthy for a Hall of Fame induction, I think it's the right time to put him in, having just featured him uh, for Clockwork Orange House of Fun. He's fresh in people's minds. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing... Because he's a weird guy. He's very clever. Um, but, yeah, a strange dude. So I'm looking forward to seeing his acceptance yeah. speech. Yeah, probably get... If, if it's like last Hall of Fame speech, you probably get five minutes but should be enough time for raven to do something interesting with it but mm-hmm. 
Uh, Alec, Raven, Hall of Fame, thoughts? I, I hope for the Hall of Fame, he looks a little bit more bothered than he did, <laughs> than he did when he came to do commentary. Um, yeah, oh, 100% deserves it. Um, yeah. He, it was, I was a, a fan of Raven um, before DNA. I was a fan of Raven. Um, I first saw Raven uh, in WCW um, and, and was a fan then. And I bought in hook, line and sinker um, to the rumour uh, years and years ago that uh, Raven, and this was just a, a rumour that a very young Booker man um, believed and bought into at the time. And probably had to, it probably was just some random person at school or whatever that had um had made it up completely but i was then convinced that raven was going to be the one that ran over stone cold steve austin i was con- i i had been led to believe that that was yeah. going to be th- that that was going to be a thing and that was going to be his his master plan his massive push and i was convinced and obviously it didn't happen um and he did very little in wwe at all i think he's pretty much only really remembered in wwe for like uh the backlash match with rhino um which was which was great um that's about my limit on like hardcore matches that that type of hardcore match pots and pans yeah. they were all good <laughs> and, um, chop and trolley all good um which there was at the the last doa yarmouth show was there was a shopping trolley so um yeah i think he definitely deserves it him coming in um his debut in in tna i remember as it happened um i was managing to download tna at the time at massive length because it would take so long to download an episode with the rubbish broadband at the time but um being a wcw fan i i clung to the alternative i wanted the next company and tna was that for me um and that was awesome when he showed up because i always felt like he was didn't get his due in, in WWE. Um, he should have beaten Jarrett for the title. And by the time he won the title, it, it was that little bit too late. Um, but still, I'm glad he, he got it. Um, yeah, he, he, he was a fixture for such a long time and, and fantastic. I've, I've always liked Raven and, and a really big part of, of TNA Impact Wrestling. So I think it's very, very well deserved for sure. Yeah, I mean, I said I've been watching Impact now for 10 years and, of course, missed Raven's heyday. Of, but, of, of course, I've seen all the stuff you need to see on Raven. It's He is one of those guys where everyone's seen his stuff. If you're a diehard wrestling fan, you've seen Raven, you know what it's about. And he was a big part of TNA in the early days of course uh, I, think, uh, I think my first thing seeing Raven I built uh, WrestleMania 17 I think that was the first time I saw Raven yeah, that again that match was, was great for what it was but yeah of course it's uh, well deserved and yeah like I said it should have been maybe a little bit earlier but it as he came in for House of Fun so it makes perfect sense I'm all for it who I'm I'm trying to figure out who's gonna be the one to induct him. Who who can you I thought maybe DDP, but would he do it? I don't know. Would he show up on impact? Probably would for this, but uh, who can who do you think is gonna induct him? Because it's a difficult one. I can't really pick up maybe Tommy Dreamer, but there's a, yeah, there's only one possible name to induct Raven. It's gotta be Dreamer. He's already on the staff. It was Dreamer's most celebrated feud, um, not just in ECW, but the the Raven Dreamer feud. Um, it was went on for so long and was so, yeah, just it's it's what people remember fondly from Raven's ECW run. Short short of Sandman, it has to be Dreamer. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. One thing, <laughs> one thing you know that they'll show in in the hype for 
for Raven's induction, you know they'll show the the TNA debut where he kind of storms the ring, hits the DDT, disappears with the the belt, which is a great moment. But if you watch it back, it is the most ridiculous thing in the world, right? Because there's like 30 people stood in the ring who all stand there going, oh, oh, what? What's going on? We're like... I did more to my phone then than anyone did to Raven during that segment. Right? <laughs> it was it's absolutely ridiculous. And if you get a chance to watch that bit back, right, just watch Jerry Lynn. It is absolutely perfect. It is yeah. just hilarious. Just the way he stands there going... <laughs> Does and does not. No one does anything, and it's uh, it's amazing. It is amazing. But yeah, it has to be Dreamer, and yeah, thoroughly deserved. Yeah, it's. I said Raven, big part of TNA. Big, yeah, it's because, like I said, TNA was the alternative, and yeah, Raven being a part of that kind of. Um, what's I'm looking for? Um, yeah, it's, it's signified that they were the alternative when Raven popped up because, like, uh, people come around, the ECW fans knew who he was. They most of them were watching TNA, but they weren't really there. Then it just just happened, it got the ECW fans, got them. Yeah, it was a cool moment. I so I haven't seen any of it live, but you know, Raven and Jarrett was one one of the best feuds of the um, Asylum era. Like it's definitely up there when people just talk about the feuds. Raven and Jarrett, and uh, it's a it's gonna be a cool moment to see him at Bound for Glory. See what he does, but yeah, I'm all for it and well well deserved. And for the first time, we are early. So, uh, Alec, uh, obviously, uh, DOA, obviously, of course, recently had a show. Right, right. Um, one second, one second, one second. We're, we're early, right? So we're doing well for time, okay? So I'll yeah. share a Raven story from when I met Raven, okay? Okay. So I met Raven at a show in Coventry, which was uh, International Showdown, Um yeah, and I went there with a good friend of mine called Jockey, um, lovely chap. And um, we went and we <laughs> we met Raven. Now, this was during a time where Raven was wearing the, the skirt, right? Um, and he was wearing like the, the, a black kind of shimmery material skirt. And we went to a pre-show kind of meet and greet type thing. Um, and... We we'd met various people, Smojo, AJ Styles. There's loads of uh, really big indie names. The X Division title main evented that show. Uh, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, um, which was awesome. So, <laughs> Ray, we met Raven, and he was he was just as odd as as you would think. He started. I can't remember what he was chatting about, but. You know, Jockey wanted his his autograph and not a 10 minute conversation that he got um, that neither of us really understood what he was talking about. So uh, he, he asked a question about my Norwich City shirt, which I only wore to the show because I knew that I would be able to spot myself in the crowd amongst all the black T-shirts because I'd be wearing bright yellow. Um, and then didn't realise that when I bought the DVD, you couldn't see me because I was directly behind the ring post throughout the, every hard camp I got. Um, but yeah, so... We we decided um, so. <laughs> Jockey had got into his mind that, that Raven was a dick. Um, he'd got into his mind that he didn't like him and thought he was rude. He wasn't particularly rude. He was just being Raven and just you know it was a little bit abrupt and uh, you know probably had a long flight. So we won't hold it against him. But we did manage to get the entire crowd at that show uh, and um, particularly a large group of people around us. Get the, due to the skirt and the nature of it, chanting Raven is a bin man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then seeing a, a guy at the show uh, writing 
on the back of one of his signs, Raven is a bin man, and then turning it around, holding that up and that getting on camera. Um, yeah, so Hall of Famer Raven is a bin man. <laughs> that is excellent. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Great, great, great stuff. So, so as a, uh, it was a, of course, a DOA uh, show, obviously very recently. Yeah. Uh, let people know when that will be available on uh, on Fight TV, right? Yeah, yeah. So that will be airing on the 6th of October. So that's a Thursday night. Uh, and that will go up at 8 o'clock on the 6th of October. Uh, it was a really good show. Um, it was our return to Ipswich uh, back at uh, Venue 77 in Ipswich. Um so it was great to be back there and the crowd were really good and uh, they were really into it. Um, I know Mr. Nixon obviously missed the second half of the show uh, due to his injury, but, you know, there were some great matches on, the, on that show. Uh, Ali O.K. and Brad O'Brien opened the show, which was really good. Uh, AJ Boogie um, against uh, Aaron O'Malley was, was really good. Um, up until the injury, uh, Mr. Nixon's match was was really good up until yeah. that point. Yeah, not, uh, not, going only well. sec- not only did I miss the second half of the show, I missed the second half of my match. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm, um, I'm, so, I'm so sorry to anyone that um, watches the show because we had some really good stuff planned. And but, you'll, never, you'll never see it, unfortunately. But Ben Spear was great. Yes, <laughs> it didn't look good. It did, yeah. So, uh, yeah, second, second half, um, the Pandemonium Championship, which is always a bit um, bit weird and wonderful. Um, that was a saved by the bell match. Uh, we had a, a, a pole with a bell at the top of the pole and the uh, the wrestler who retrieved the bell and rang the bell was declared the winner. So it was a little bit Vince Russo, um, something on a pole match. But, um, yeah, it was Danny Darko and Franklin crowd were massively behind Franklin. Um, yeah, and, and that was really good fun. Uh, Vanessa, our women's champion against Artemis, who was making her debut. Um, uh, that, again, very, very good. The main event um, was one of the first times that we've had the, the Tag Team Championships main event at DOA show, um, and they knocked it out of the park. Um, the crowd were, were so into the match. Um, the lads are always popular. Um, Rex Wilde and Sullivan King did a great job um, really really stepped up and, and hit it out of the park as a main event um, and I'm looking forward to people seeing that match um, so yeah 6th of October uh, DOA Retro Rager on uh, on fight and uh, we've talked about Bound for Glory which is like the day after right uh, the, yeah the 8th 7th no it's yes, day after yeah Eight yeah, for here in the UK, yeah. Yeah, so you can watch DOA on Fight on the Thursday. You can watch Bound for Glory on the Saturday. Right. And on October 8th, you can get a ticket and come and see DOA's nine-year anniversary show. What a weekend. <laughs> what a weekend. Who would have thought it? Impact Wrestling, third best show that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you weren't there. <coughs> hmm? Sorry? I'm sorry, you weren't joking. I wasn't joking, mate, no. no, no. I, know you, I know you weren't. I'm sorry for laughing. That's it, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, go support British Wrestling. Go support DOA, of course. Yes. Uh, I will we'll, uh, let you go a little bit earlier than planned, but uh, that was the final 10, by the way, in case you missed it. Final 10. There. <laughs> there we go. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, been another TBN. I've been the MIC. It's been Nixon. It's been Alec Burnett. Go follow us here, there, everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you podcast. Go check out everything we've done before. Uh, uh, hopefully more TBN chats coming. Reach out to a few more, few new people. Anyone you want us to have on TBN chats, drop a comment, message us on social media, at them, or next time put a tweet out. And we'll do our utmost to get them as guests. Uh, of course, check out the power rankings each and every week with Tia and Bert. No power rankings on here anymore. Maybe we'll do the occasional uh, for pay-per-views, but power rankings for TBM, no more for a little bit. Um, but yeah, of course, go check out every 
uh, DOA on uh, on fights and do the whole thing. Follow us here everywhere. Follow Alec and Nixon. Do the whole thing. Until next time. Um, goodbye, my friends. Thank mm-hmm. you.